Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they, they, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Godi and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Go D. It's your boy, Smash, coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. We got, I don't think we got much to talk about today, but we're going to figure something out, man. We got a guest today. Sean, what's happening, dog? Good, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. Oh, no problem, bro. Sean is from When We Feel Like It Podcast. What made you pick the, the name, man? You just want to do it when you felt like it? I mean, that's kind of just how <laughs> I move my life. I just, I do everything when I feel like it. Okay. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. <laughs> you say you don't have no clock, no nothing, no schedule, no nothing. Huh? It is what it is. Huh? That's all it is, man. <laughs> so tell me about yourself, Sean, man. Tell me what, what got you to this podcast thing. Well, back in the day, I would always say certain things to people. And years later, they would come back to me saying what I told them word for word. So I just felt like I had a knack for conversation, a knack for saying, you know, quality mm. things and i just wanted to jump in the podcast game that's what's up man i i um i listen to your pod man and it's it's straightforward uncut um you either like what i'm saying or you don't like what i'm saying if not keep it moving so that's what i liked about you so that's what drew, drew me to the pod but um smash man how you living bro how was your how was your week man oh man it's it's all good out here man a little um uh, little snow so i was out there you know shoveling yesterday so I ain't happy about that back hurting now. But uh, other than that, man, everything's good. I ain't complaining, though. I didn't know black people were snow compatible. That's crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> okay. But hey, if, if you're trying to get somewhere, you got to go out there and shovel that stuff, boy, before it ice over. So. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely a tropical brother. But, you know, they have... I don't know. For me, I, I just think... I don't think I could live somewhere where... In the summertime, gotta cut all this grass and then turn around in the wintertime and have to shovel all this snow. That just doesn't make sense to me. I would hate to be the kid in that type of environment. But that's that's the thing too, man. Like I was out there shoveling yesterday and I was looking around. I was like, man, where are the kids at? I, I'd be hustling if I was a kid out here, like knocking on doors, asking for money to shovel your driveways and stuff. Oh, they'll get me. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely get me. That's what I'm saying. They'll get everybody, but the kids don't have that hustle mentality. They they all in the house on their uh, you know tablets and stuff, curled up under some covers. Oh, they'll definitely get me with a tip because I'm not shoveling no snow. And if you and if you don't shovel it, it comp it compact on top of each other, and that makes it even worse. Yep. So, so but yeah. speaking of climate of, of kids, man, that's one thing that we wanted to talk about today, man. Was was to touch bases on how do you think the climate for children is today versus when we were kids do you think it's 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 you think it's the same or it's worse or it's better what you think <laughs> for me i just feel like in this climate right now financially i think it's damn near impossible to successfully raise children right now it's also hard to mediate your, to watch your children because you know they have access to all the internet stuff they have access to 
all their friends and they all have the internet and everything so you never know what your kids are watching or listening to yeah i mean i, I agree with that and that's that's one reason why I, you know i have four boys 22 year old and then 14 through 12 for us we don't have tvs in their rooms so we try we have like the game room so we have a community you know community area where i can see what they're doing you know so if they're on their tablets and stuff they're all in one place because you know if you tend to put tvs in their room then you know what's going to happen right everybody's going to migrate to their own you know perspective areas and they won't even socialize with each other and then you kind of lose lose touch and lose basis of what they're doing now that's what i do but most people don't do that yeah that's not, that's not a bad idea at all no see i'm like my my kids they do have it in their room but they don't even use it no more so they more they still in like the like you saying the common area or the family room or whatever but they know at any time like because they be on their phones and they um little tablets or whatever at any time if i walk by i'll grab it and i'll start going through i go through every app to make sure there ain't no hidden app and all that stuff yeah and so, and so but i know my my 11 year old man all she really looks at is roblox and watches people play video games which pisses me off you yeah. watching somebody play a video game. I think that's I think that my boys do the same thing and it's like mind numbing. I'm like, do y'all not get why don't y'all just play the game? Why you gotta watch somebody else play the game? But their thing is, you know, they learn the different techniques and secrets and all this kind of stuff. I guess. I guess. But do you guys think um with with school and uh so much access to the, that the, these kids are growing up faster than they need to grow up? To me, children today it's almost like a, a 24 hour resume. They never have time to let down. Their entire life is on social media. And then when they're at school, they're, they're always scrutinized by the teachers and you know principals and their peers. They never have time to relax. That's why I feel like children feel suicidal and depressed all the time. It's, they have a lot to deal with right now. But sometimes, do you, do you think it's self, self-inflicted or do you think it's lack of supervision? I would say it's probably both. I'd probably say more self-inflicted. You think so, Smash? Yeah, I would I would say. I mean, the, the parents are doing their job, but at the same time, well, most parents, I'll say, at least speaking for myself. But uh, most of the time, man, it's just, you know, the, the kids. I mean, even like when we were growing up, no matter what your parents did, you still was going to do stuff. If they told you not to wear this, you still was going to find a way to sneak it out and wear it to school. You know what I'm saying? So... They, you know, and they smarter nowadays, but um, I would say it's more just uh, self-inflicted because they put all this pressure on on, um, on themselves. Like Sean was saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I never thought about it like that. And that's a good way to look at it. They they on the clock like 24 hours because they social media and then they got to go to school and do it all over again. So we just had to really do it at, at school, if you want to say so. Yeah, that was, that was a good point, though, man. I ain't never looked at it like that one. Yeah, do you think it's harder for them to um, to turn it? I don't, I don't understand. I won't say that. I don't think it's self-inflicted. I think it's more of, like, when we were coming up, we didn't have all the access to all the things that they have now that they're exposed to. So we didn't really have an idea of our community is what we ref- what we reflected ourselves as. So how we dressed, how we act, and then when you went to somebody else, say you went to your cousins at another in another city or another a state, then you you, you kind of 
got what they did, what, what they did, right? And you kind of took a little bit from them and took it back where you were and be like, hey man, that's what they do there. So what we're here is more of like, you can see the world. So you can see all the trends and you can see all the things that they're doing. I, I just think it's, it's just overexposure. Like they're just exposed to too many things at a, at an age where one, they're impressionable, right? So, and at some point in time in your life, you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I just don't give a care what nobody think. I'm going to do my thing. Whereas as kids, you always, they're always striving for attention. They always try striving for acceptance. So I think it's more of that. And I guess that is self-inflicting, but them just looking at it and trying to, to fit in and put themselves in a place to where they feel like they're in the norm for, for their, amongst their peers, I should say. Yeah, they, they're definitely softer than, Oh, that's what no, we what we had no growing up, how we were. So I mean, you just said it, man. You think you, first thing you think about, like you said, with the snow, the kids should be out with a shovel, knocking on doors and shoveling snow for old guys like me. You know, I'm lazy. I don't want to shovel this snow. You know, so they <laughs> don't have that hustle mentality. And then yeah. I think yeah, I hustled on everything, man. When I lived in apartments. I would come knock on your door and ask if if you give me a uh, twenty five cent a bag to take your uh, trash, trash to the uh, dump. <laughs> <laughs> and people people paid i got so much man that people would just start leaving it outside they do and i come like every thursday and they pay me like just five dollars for like three bags and i'm only asking for a quarter right you know what i'm saying and i was good to go bro yeah i was always trying to hustle yeah this man is an entrepreneur man <laughs> <laughs> smash you want to take my trash out i'll leave it on the curb for you bro. <laughs> i'm good <laughs> But I, but I also think like it's also with this, with these, with um, fashion, and I think the the gender lines are blurred, and I think that's also part of it. But then we we also need to touch the, touch on the fact that why, like I don't think, for me, I don't think I was ever to the point where I felt like I wanted to to end it all, and it's such a high rate of kids that just want to end it all, or they, or they identify with that with that reasoning why do you think that is for me i don't know i never wanted to end it all myself either the last thing i'm the last person i'm gonna hurt is myself right. i hurt somebody else but i ain't gonna hurt me <laughs> right yeah I, I think it has to do with uh what y'all were saying earlier man the, the pressure you know what i mean like you know everybody faced some type of peer pressure growing up whether Back in the day, I don't, I don't know if it was like that where y'all was at, but uh, I know growing up, you know, everybody had to start a coat, start a jackets and stuff. So it was pressure to have those. Sometimes if kids didn't have the right shoes, they felt like they were being, you know, picked on. So like, like, uh, so I'm saying they're on, they're on blast 24 seven because social media and in school. So I think they just, they just weak because they haven't been exposed to anything. Their exposure, like you were saying, D comes from, you know, the, the tablets, the internet, and all that stuff, but they not outside getting that physical exposure that we were outside doing. Like we were outside playing, playing football, playing basketball, and then maybe some knucklehead in the neighborhood to show up. So you might see a fight. So you were exposed to it that way. And you kind of learn like, well, I ain't gonna show up and act stupid if I, you know what I mean? Like you, you learn certain coping skills and this is their coping skills that they're learning just like, let me stay behind this screen where I'm safe. So they've sort of so basically their 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 reality is virtual. So they yes. So and, and that makes a lot of sense because we had it was like you had your social group at school and then you had your social group in your neighborhood. You know, 
And and sometimes those two groups never really merge together unless they lived in your neighborhood. So you you kind of got a different aspect of of different people that you dealt with and got an understanding of it. So that that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But I I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would even like. I, I'm I'm guilty of it that I don't I don't want my kids to be outside like we were outside like we could use we used to just leave the house right <laughs> yeah at seven eight in the morning once we got our chores done and i wouldn't show back up to the street lights came on you know and yeah. we were exposed to a whole lot of stuff that we shouldn't have been exposed to but it made me for made me a better person now, i did cause me to get into some trouble <laughs> but <laughs> i it also also learned a lot of stuff about how to you know how to defend myself how to um you know deal with people cope with situations that were were less than that i shouldn't have been exposed to but at the same time i just think it's just so much that's being exposed at a rapid pace that you know it, it's it's to the point now where it, it, it's not even it's not even you, you can't even understand how you feeling because you always got to ask your kids i always ask my kids how you feel today how you feel today you know, yeah. that's it's always constantly asking how you feel today. Because I want to make sure that they're in a good space because there's so much going on and so much happening. You know, it's like took my kids to school the other day and the fire alarm going off. Just a normal fire alarm. You know, but if it was like regular school when we went, I would have been like, you know, mom, you know, I'm good. You know, first of all, I yeah. walk to school every day anyway. So if the fire alarm went off, she wouldn't have known anyway. But <laughs> You know, it's so much stuff going on with school shootings and stuff. I was like, let me take my kid home and find out what's going on and then bring him back. You know, and it's it's, it's sad that we have to live in live in that type of climate. But that's just the way it is. Even if even if it's I don't know if it's um, a suburban thing or it's, it's a because I mean, in a in a city type situation. It's always drama going on, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like yeah. you immune to the drama, but when the drama happened outside in the sub- in the suburb, it just seems like it's magnified to a to a, a point where it's blown out of proportion. But then you get that situation where you get these school shootings and stuff like that. So I don't know if if the correlation, like one is good, one is bad, but sometimes you want them to have that exposure, but sometimes you don't. Do y'all ration the time? Do y'all force y'all kids to go outside for certain times of the day, or how do y'all handle that? I don't, I don't force mine to go outside, but um, I will. Um, I used to, and then she got a little better because she was slacking on stuff. But uh, I always say uh, at noon, from noon to five, you can't have any type of electronics. Like I want you to start using your mind because uh, I mean we we all know like we probably done binge watch TV for about five eight hours or a whole day whatever and you know it's after a while your your mind just gets mush you can't really think about nothing so i just make mine you know try to do other stuff like she likes to draw so i'll she'll you know start drawing or sometimes the weather's nice she'll go outside and go see her friends and i'm like that's what you should be doing so i kind of have to force her to do that by making her bored that's why i like this topic right here because i like to showcase responsible black men knowing how to handle adverse situations and you know how to communicate with their children and you know we have real family dynamics in the black community yeah and and that's 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 part of one of the reasons that's part of uh one of the reasons why some of these situations are that way 
is that there isn't that that family dynamic that's missing. You're only getting um, maybe you're only getting a mother aspect or a father aspect. It's, most of the time, it's not even a father aspect. Most of the time, it's mother aspect. And a lot of times, you realize it's not the mother. It's usually the grandparents. Sometimes, in most situations where they're raising the kids, and the mother is still trying to find them, find themselves, or the parents are still trying to find themselves. But I, I don't think I I don't I don't force them to go outside. They tend to they they go outside, man. But it seems like. At a certain point, it's too hot. It's too cold. You know what I'm saying? So they, they'll go outside for about an hour, pull a basketball, go out the garage, shoot hoops, or they'll go down to the to the little um, community center, whatever it is in the neighborhood, and they'll go play basketball there or go swimming and stuff like that. But most of the time, they just want to be inside and and either on the phone, talking to their friends or socializing on the game or stuff like that. So I don't really pressure them to do it, but I do, uh, I do make them – Stop, pause for a minute, open up a book for a second, um, different things like that to to stimulate, you know, get their mind on something else like Smash saying to do something else. And uh, I try to, you know, get them to to think other things that they want to do, whether it be drawing something creative or whatever it is to to make them get out of their norm. You get what I'm saying to, to be right. able to, I, to think outside of their box and, and do other things. So here's some too, like, and I'll get you, get y'all opinion on this, cause like my daughter and a couple of her friends wanted they like own a little YouTube page where they can uh, do whatever they do, like play with dolls and kind of same thing they do where they watch people, they want people to watch them. But I told her like, one, you got to come up with a better concept, cause I ain't just gonna let you put crap out there. And two, like, you don't understand the kind of scrutiny you're gonna get, like once you put yourself out there and I don't want her on camera anyway, but like once you put yourself out there, like it may be cute for you and your friends, but other people may think it's stupid. So you're going to get some hard, uh, you know, critiques. So what, what would y'all do in that aspect? If your if your kids came to you, uh, saying they want to start a YouTube page or something like that. Me personally, I feel like it's kind of like a kid by kid basis. If if I feel like my kid is mentally mentally prepared for it, I feel like I would probably allow him to do it. And I would probably coach him along the way, but you know, it is a tricky situation because you're opening up yourself to racism. You're opening yourself up to possible attacks when people see you in person or, you know. Right. It's, it's crazy yep. out here right now. Right. Yeah, it is. I, and I always, I'm afraid of the, the pedophilia, you know, the pedophiles that are out there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I would absolutely. I'll be honest with you, I would absolutely allow them to do it. But I would. I know for sure, like on YouTube, you can, you can uh, let them record and practice and 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 get used to doing it, so so that they can develop because they got to develop their skills some kind of way. Smash, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. But there's a there's an option on there where they if you don't have the link, then then it's not a public only people who have the link can see what's going on you know so um she's got to start somewhere she's interested in it you know a lot you know it's your kid but allow her to you know to try to (laughs) to develop her skills and and you'd be surprised man these kids these kids learn pretty fast they learn stuff and oh yeah um once they get once they get exposed to it um, it's not an unhealthy thing. It's, it's something that they're being, you know, she wants to be, sound like she's a, she's just like us, want to be a creative and uh, create stuff. So, I mean, I would allow her to do it, but I wouldn't let her put it public until it's to the point where 
I know, like, you know, like Sean's saying, that she's mentally prepared to handle right. what comes with that. You know, because there's going to be trolls. No matter what you do, no matter how good your content is, no matter how how well people say you're doing, there's always going to be some a-hole that's going to say what you're doing is not good, you know? But oh, yeah. they're not trying to do better, you know? So, no. Smash. Yeah. Smash trying to get his kids in the shoveling snow business. He's not trying to hear that YouTube stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, hey, when there's a lot of snow out there, yeah, it's a family affair right there. Nah. Well, I got three I got three boys, so if it was if it came down to it, I would make them shovel snow. But I have I don't I have girl. that problem. Got girls and then like you you know how it is too. Like like if there's a lot of snow, I do do a family affair, but I try to do it by myself because you know how it is, man. Like one dude see your wife out there shoveling. You might have you might have been out there shoveling eight hours. She just came out there to just help you out for two minutes. You go get something to drink, and now they like over there because they like, man, he got his wife shoveling the driveway. And you like, man, you know what I mean? It's that like um, perception <laughs> that you put on out there, like looking like I'm a simp, like I ain't taking care of my family because I got them out here shoveling the snow. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's my problem. They ain't yours. Mind your business. <laughs> I know, right? Absolutely. Not being abused. <laughs> right. We happy over here, brother. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit. I know, I know, Sean, I listen to your pod, man, and you always delving into music. What's uh, what's hot for you right now? Lately, I've been listening to this guy named Pat Run. I've been listening to this guy named Kid Jones. These are all, like, Texas-based people. I'm real big on bringing... Texas music back to the forefront. So I mainly been focusing on Texas artists. I listen to mainstream artists and underground artists as well, but you know, I'm kind of diverse with who I listen to right. artist wise. So so give me some like Smash is is a music snob. All right. He real <laughs> bougie when it comes to his music. What what are some what are some of the things that you do to to find new new music like if you you know i'm always searching for new music and, and trying to think outside the box and not always trying to listen to the what's hot you know so what, what's some of the things that you do to bit for you to to look listen to new music you got to tap into the younger generation you got to ask your nieces nephews your children you got to get online get on certain websites you gotta sometimes you just gotta full-blown research people and you know really get that really put that antenna out there and see what you get back so how'd you how'd you find like like you were saying that Pat Ron how'd you find him because I, I heard him on uh, one of your intros. Oh okay. Well once again I got online I started searching for you know newer artists in the you know Texas area Houston Dallas type of area and that's how I found Pat Ron. Okay. So who's who's your give me your top five Sean top five all time. All time. All time. Wow, that's kind of tough. Tupac number one. I would probably say Biggie, Rakim, Scarface, mm. and hmm, maybe Andre 3000. What's, that's a, that, not a bad top five. not a bad five, five, but he doesn't have much solo work, though. Who? Andre. Andre. Have, yeah, he don't have oh, much yeah. solo work. So it's kind of hard for me to, to singular him out as, as the body of work of the others that you spoke of. I'm all on your Actually, top five. I actually I take that back. I put Lauren Hill above Andre. I I say Lauren Hill, even though she Lauren doesn't Hill. have a lot. Lauren Hill. I love Lauren Hill's work. Yeah. It's so I, I saw something that Trina said, because Trina did like an interview and and she said Lauren Hill wasn't a rapper. 
Like you can't classify her as a rapper. Do you agree you, with that? What would you classify? I mean, I would classify. Well, she's so versatile. I think yeah. I would just classify her as an artist. I mean, because she artist, could do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like you take somebody like Missy Elliott. Like she could sing, she could dance, she could rap, she could do it all. You know what I'm saying? But primarily, she's a rapper. But she could delve into to every other aspect and actually do well at it. So it's kind of. It, it just depends on uh, who the artist is, to be honest with you. You know, for me, I, mean, I, I think Lauren. I'm sorry to cut you. I think Lauren Hill is a good, good choice. I was just when you said that, it just sparked that. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, for me, the way I classify hip hop is the content. They're talking about things specifically regarding you know the black community, the struggle, and all that type of stuff. I consider all of that hip hop I don't classify rap and R&B I don't really separate all these things because the content is pretty much the same you're just delivering it in a different way at times a lot of music is it, it's, it does blur the line of what is hip hop what is R&B what is pop you know so yeah I definitely agree with that but I, I don't know for me my, I, I want my I want my music and I, I listen to more hip hop than anything man I'm not much of an R&B dude I'm, I lift, if I do listen to it it's gonna be some type, some type like Neo Soul I don't really listen to like the Neos and the Dream like you said the Dream had on one of your pods you like he had the 45 songs and it's had different <laughs> legs it's like man that's yeah. crazy man but because that sometimes most of that stuff is throwaway you know what I'm saying you just pushing it all out there so um, I I would think I would I would want to to grab my best and put my best out, but nowadays it's just music is coming out so fast and so furious. It's kind of hard to to pigeonhole, um, because you can waste a, a lot of your time listening to music and it's really not good until you yeah. really find that yeah. one good artist that you like. Damn, man, it took me a whole week just to find an album that I'm really enjoying. You know, That's they make. They make so little money on streaming that they're basically just using new music as a billboard to draw to draw new people to their live shows and concerts and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's how uh, currency does his currency puts out so much music, and he says he puts it out because um, it makes them it makes the the fan his fans appreciate his his work. So when he does have live shows, that's where he capitalizes off it on merch and. Um, they're buying tickets so and I get it man you know, with, with the way the streaming era going right now it's just like you know you're just shooting the arrow shooting the arrow shooting the arrow if you miss you miss you know and sometimes yeah. you're gonna get that bullseye you're gonna hit a good song and be like okay that's gonna you know pick up that stream and then you'll you'll make a a good little bit of money on it but it's so many so many ways for them to to make money and it seems like hip-hop artists are so diverse and so fluid that they're all you know they tend to be the music tend to be on commercials. They tend to doing, you know, product, you know, product endorsements, stuff like that. So it's uh it's other ways to make to make money, not just on their music. The music is just like the car and it's just a vehicle to get them to where they want to get to, to actually get paid. Absolutely. So, so yeah. what what would be your top five? Well, let me go to Smash first, man. Smash. <laughs> Cause this What's would up, be man? real interesting right here. We're in 2019, right? So last year, what was the what was the your top five albums from you last year that you enjoyed thoroughly? Mm. This should be interesting. Top five, top five. Um, I man, I 
I'll put it in there, but I'm not going to say. Well, J. Cole was a good listen, but I can only listen to it like two or three times. He had a good message, so I still think he had a good album. Even though it came out late last year, uh, I like um, Meek Mill's album. I like T.I.'s album. I like like, um, Nipsey Hussle's album. I still be playing that on the way to work some days. So no, so you didn't like Travis Scott's? I, honestly, I gotta say I didn't. But I did. The one that I did like that that's kind of crazy is um, uh, man, I can see his face. What's the what's skateboard dude? Lupe, Lupe, man, I, oh, I like I Lupe's album. album. I love. That I liked album. his album. Like I think people slept on it, man. Yeah, that's one of the one of those slept on albums. What about you, Sean? Smash took a lot of my top ones too um nipsey hustle is my favorite album of last year Victory also I, yeah yeah that's my favorite i listen to that all the time it wasn't too much that came out last year that i really liked and i also did like meek mills championship album that's another one of my favorite albums yeah and but on the only issue i had with meek mills album it was featured heavy it was there's a lot of features on it where because sometimes you just want to hear the artist in, in itself you know like j cole does you know, so I think that's. I mean, I don't know if it's because he he just you know he just got off a lock, and um, everybody just you know trying to help him get back on his feet. But um, that that kind of draw it back. That kind of put it back for me. But I mean, I had I listened to tons of music, man. So I had a bunch this year. One of my top albums, and I don't know if, if you guys listen to it. The dude's name is Buddy from California. Oh, yeah. That is like that, that album there, bro. Is is top five for me yeah that's actually a great album as well yeah that, that was top five for me but then i got victory you know i love victory lap um yeah. nipsey is amazing I, I i thought that that album was pubbed for so long that i thought it was gonna fall short but it, it came in and it was like amazing it was amazing so um you know j cole i'm a big j cole fan um he does no wrong he's just one of them artists no matter what he puts out it's all it always sounds good to me so I, i'm kind of a, like a bad person to ask you know was the album good because it could actually be a bad product but, but because i like his work so much that i'm you know i guess my opinion is skewed towards his music because i like it so much um redemption j-rock was good i didn't like uh so where did you where did you put cardi b at i mean where did where did you where did she fall in your your list <laughs> cardi b she is a top artist in terms for women. I personally can't listen to Cardi B because I mean I have no nowhere to listen to her music. Wait, 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 wait. Now I heard you give pub to Twenty One Savage. So yes, and, and I think she runs circles around Twenty One. But her content, I mean, I have no reason to listen to her content. Oh, yeah. She's talking about dudes and all this other stuff. I mean, it doesn't really fit into my life. <laughs> right. Well, I get. I get. I, okay, from a male but perspective. Yeah. From a male perspective. Yeah. Yeah, her album is great, but I think it's it's great for women. I don't really have a, a place for it for me, though. I can't really listen to it. So where does Kamikaze fall on y'all list? Kamikaze? Oh, Eminem? Yeah. It was decent. It was decent. But I don't like his I don't like his wordplay now. He does like a lot of goofy wordplay to where it's just... I'm like, all right. I know you can rap, but you're not really saying See, anything right now. See, that was going to be my next question, right? I was listening to you know who Lord Jamar is, right? They do the absolutely with the God Pod, with the uh, with um, 
Rod Digger. With Rod Digger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shouts out to the God Pod. But he was like really on it about these dudes <laughs> rap. Did you, did you hear that, that, uh, that part? Absolutely. About dudes rap. Anybody rap, but there's no substance to it. They just word playing. And then yeah. once it's over, you're like, what, the, what, what what were you talking about? You were talking about anything. And I, and I was always, like, for the last maybe five or six years, man, I'm always, you know, this is the time of the incomplete sentence. Because everybody <laughs> just say a bunch of stuff, and it, it rides to the beat, but it makes no sense. You know, so what? how does that hold for you guys? Me? It's like a lot of incomplete sentences. It's just, <laughs> you just talking nonsense. I mean, I don't want to hear that. It's just like podcasts. A lot of people have podcasts, but a lot of people not talking about absolutely anything on their podcast. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. That's why I want to commend y'all because y'all are the only podcast I know that uses like a Skype type of conversation link, and y'all y'all are able to pair it together nicely. Yeah. Every other podcast that use Skype and things like that is horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> horrible. Grainy and crackly and <laughs> so I have to commend y'all for y'all production quality and how y'all put things together. I really respect that. Appreciate, appreciate that, my appreciate And that. and going back to the music, it's the same way. It's just the no content. It it doesn't hold me. It's like eating chips all day. It's no substance. You don't. I could eat a whole bag of chips and still be hungry right. after that. <laughs> What's your favorite chip, dog? Since we there. <laughs> I'm having my fat guy moment. <laughs> man, I'm a regular dude. I just eat regular Doritos. Doritos? That's me too, man. Salsa Verde all the way. Shouts out to Salsa Verde. Yeah, that's salt and vinegar, baby. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, bro. I love them things. I don't know how you do that. You, you know, you should your whole mouth should just be sunken in after you finish eating them chips. Yeah, and the, <laughs> them golden flakes, uh, flaming hot ones. Oh yeah, that's a see, that's a southern <laughs> thing, bro. That's a southern thing. I don't think many people know about the golden flakes if you outside of the the outside of a southern region. Golden flakes is the the, the sweet and hot. Those yeah, are, that sweet and hot. Yeah, yeah, those nice. I can eat a whole bag of those, bro. <laughs> We didn't jump curve real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cat's whole diet: uh, Arizona iced tea and some flaming hot chips. Just right. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably Snapple. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm hey. just I'm just reminiscing right now, man. You know, we, we, the wife and I are on this this uh, this uh, no carbs, no sugar. So I haven't had a chip. I haven't had a a honey bun. I haven't had anything sweet. For like the last three weeks, bro. So I'm, I'm like, when you, you know, I'm watching the Food, <laughs> true food Channel just licking my lips, bro. Like, I wish I could have. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm man. A, I'm going to jump back on that, uh, the lyric thing. Um, so I, I kind of did a, a thing last, uh, I guess it was unexpected research last week when I was uh, listening to music. Because, you know, I was listening to some of the new stuff that's out, just trying to hear and. Like every time they come on, I never really listen like how y'all saying the incomplete sentences, but I never listen to the content. I'm always like listening to the beat and kind of trying to freestyle over that beat. But then I went back to like um, Outkast and Goody Mob. And man, like I know all the words, but I was still listening to the messages because I was like, some of these messages are still true today. Yeah. So it's like, you know, on one hand I'm, I'm riding just listening to the beat because nowadays the beats are hot but going back in the day like they actually had a message that they were passing on and i think that's what i miss about rap like 
I, I want a message. But then sometimes you want your your ratchetness. Like I'll listen to Juicy J for my uh, ratchetness. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yeah. My go-to is always if all else fails, I'm gonna fall back into the '90s because that's that was the for me. I always think of the <laughs> '90s as the as the the golden era of hip hop. Like I don't think there's nothing. I mean, you think about all, like you think about, you named your top five, and 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 your top five was all '90s dudes. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's like you can't help but to fall back in that. And then you think somebody like Scarface, Scarface is definitely in my top five. Will always be. But even when he dropped his last, the uh, what's the name? Last one. Um, the last album he put out that that can hold it that can hold with anybody that's rapping today and he's and he's he's not like you, you would think like we're we're disconnected from they, most time when artists get older they get disconnected from what the younger generation is doing right so the, the music kind of loses it lose its its uh its potency for yeah. for that age group right right and so but that album was like, okay, it fits right. It, it hits hits that groove. He, he's still in that pocket, and he's still delivering awesome music, man. And that's that's what for me is is I'm always like like Nipsey Hustle album, right? Nipsey's been out for so long, and I didn't think he would be able to capture um, a really hungry sound, what I consider a hungry sound. And but he hit it perfectly, so that's what made it. That's what that's one of the reasons why that was definitely one of my top five albums of the year because. He was really hungry for you could hear his hunger hunger in his music. Absolutely. And going back to what Smash was saying, I feel like a beat can make your song hot, but substance is gonna make your song timeless. Right. 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 That's that's hundred percent. Right. Because it, it's like for me, and if you listen to most of the episodes, you know Tupac is is like my numero uno. Um Eric B is is I mean Rakim is is my number two, and that's because he's he's lyrical. But Tupac was in my era in the nineties. Um, I could relate. I could totally relate to what he was saying, right? So that that endeared yourself to his music because you were going through the same thing that he was going through, and that kind of um, not only that because he can rhyme, but but it was the music you could relate to music, and it was good beats. But yeah. Biggie, I don't you know. I, I respect Biggie for what Biggie did for the culture and how, you know, for his rhyme skills, but I just couldn't, I just never related to all his songs, all his music, but it's, he's top five for some people. He's, he's not top five for me, but that's just because, um, he's gave, he's given me some great music, but it's just, I just couldn't relate to it like that. Yeah. And I, I think it's how you break it down. Like if you go, if we just say strictly lyricist, then it probably will stay some of the same that we had with a few minor things. Cause I think like lyrical wise, I think um I mean, what's what's my man um in the locks? Uh Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss. I think he I think he's a great lyricist. Oh yeah, he is. He you know is. what I'm saying? But he's not like I guess if you put him in a group, he might be one of your top fives, but if you take him solo, he would be one of the ones I'd put in the top five for lyricists only. You know what I'm saying? And going back and going back to Eminem, like we were saying, like he's very technical with his words. He's a extreme lyricist to the ump degree. But you compare him to Tupac, I still think Tupac is a better lyricist than Eminem because he's a better communicator of words. Yes. His words yes. rip. 
his words yeah. resonate with the people and yes. you know again it's a timeless feel to it so can you can you can you being that he's a caucasian can you crown him king of hip-hop or does it matter i would say up until maybe like the eminem show and the eight mile soundtrack he was probably running the game at that time but uh-huh. since then he's never he's he hasn't been anywhere around that i would i would say it doesn't matter like i'm not gonna throw race in there just because i mean if the dude is bringing it then i gotta give him his just due i mean if you go back on a little history trip uh you know black people created rock and roll but then you know uh the white people they took over it so but we still had some great rock and roll people back then so i wouldn't just say i wouldn't say he's the guy right now because in his later years he fell off like uh sean was saying he was in the earlier years he was good so i I can't crown him king right now but that brings up a question like who would you call the king right now of hip-hop in current times i mean just i mean just now i I would say in the last 20 years who would you say has been the 20 years good god that's just 2000 well, you know, ninety nine maybe, but you know, that's hard for me to 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 pick. Some people, some people would probably say Jay Z. Some people I, would probably say um Kendrick Lamar or maybe J Cole. And see, I would I would be one of those ones that probably go with Jay Z just because of his uh his his reign. I mean, like you can't really say Jay has put out a bad album. I mean, some might some might argue that. No, he's had, he's had some bad albums, bro. Oh, no, let's not <laughs> let's not do that. Uh, but I mean, Kendrick hadn't been in the game long enough to be the. I mean, we could say in the last three to five years, or you know, maybe yeah. not even that long. Yeah. But he he doesn't have the longevity, is what I'm trying to say with Kendrick. Well, which, I, I, he's I on mean, his way though. I mean, you gotta look at some. You know, it had the thing about what 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 I, I'm always contemplate what if Tupac had died what if Biggie had died what if Rakim would have continued the way he did when he when he you know on at his height if he continued on what if um yeah because at some point you think about Nas you know and you think about Jay-Z that there I think Jay-Z had a like you're saying smash Jay-Z had a longer uh run at it and more consistent run at it. But then you also look at somebody like Scarface, who's, I truly don't think they've put out a bad project. From the, from everything that he's dropped, from Ghetto Boys to single, you know, to him being a, a solo artist. Can you name a yeah. bad album? Can you truly name a bad album? Scarface? Yeah. I mean, you, you can't name a bad album. So no, I'm, But I'm, I'm kind of biased when it comes to Scarface, too. Though, I think we all I'm... are. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I can't all even, are. I can't even say biased. The boy is just cold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The boy good. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, do y'all think Biggie Smalls would be wearing skinny jeans today? Could he wear Could he wear him, first of all? <laughs> But think about, but think about, <laughs> about even that time. That was a masculine time. I mean, that was a baggy clothes time, but it was a masculine time. Like right now, these artists are, are you know, gender fluid. They don't care what they wear, and, and it's, and it kind of, it kind of makes me ask the question: Is it a stunt, 
are that's who they are is it are they, are they just trying to to capture your your attention and and, and make news for it or, or they have reasoning behind it cats like young thug i would say it's a stunt it, yeah i agree i totally agree yeah. i totally yeah, agree. I, I think like when you're a entertainer because some of them ain't even artists to me like how we said earlier like lauren hill's an artist because she has so many ranges i would say when you're an entertainer I could see you wearing it because it is a stunt. You know what I mean? Like, if you get people to follow you and do that, then it makes your presence grow. But some of these cats, I think, too, they wear it because, and, and I'm not naming names, but I think some of them are a little bit feminine. So that's why they want to wear it. But, like, I I mean, personally, I can't wear it. I, I can't wear skinny jeans. It's just not in my thing. But I see how time changes. You know, we went from baggy. So what's the next reiteration of that? Or well, let's tighten it up. You know what I mean? So I mean, and they tighten it up with some skinny jeans. I mean, you know, everything that happened in history will come will repeat itself at yeah. some point. You know, I thought back in you know in our day it was it was flat tops. I thought the flat top would never ever come back, right? And that and that's come back. You know, so but this. I don't rem- well I, I guess I would kind of relate to what they're doing now as to what was happening in the, in the 70s with the with the what the young dudes are doing now with the with the weird dress and you know Andre Andre has been doing it forever right we just but we didn't look at Andre like that we just said he just an eclectic cat you know what I'm saying he was just <laughs> doing his thing because he was like the only person doing it but now it's like the norm right it, it, it's it's normal for you to see um, somebody pop up in a dress or some kind of something close to that type of garb and you're like you know what the hell <laughs> why you know and, and, it, and it, for me it's like there's so much consumed with the outer that the music is suffering from it right I mean if you think about besides minus J. Cole all right, minus um, Kendrick. Um, what artists are really that's that's currently that's really get you to stop, pause, and just make you think? Not you know like Smash. He, it's the beat for him. You know what I'm saying? It's like the beat rocking. The content really doesn't matter. But what artists that just really make you besides those two, outside of those two, what artists make you sit down and be like, you know what? Not only does it bang, but it actually, you know, actually got me thinking about some stuff. There are some, but they're mainly like more so outside of the line. Like they're not being, you know, mainstream produced and mainstream promoted. Right. Off, off the top of the head, I can't just name them right now. But, you know, there are some, but to a lesser degree, though, I will admit. Right. And just for I I love content. I'm just saying nowadays, like that's the only way that I found myself able to flow Fruit. with yeah, yeah. The, humans, yeah. The, the beat. Because otherwise I would dismiss them and be like, man, I don't want to hear that. Right. And because I started out that way and I realized I was missing some of these cats, they, you know, they might have a line or two in there, but like, you know what I'm saying? You can't pull them into Funk Master Flex or whatever to do a freestyle. Oh, they they do it. I mean, just think, think about it. They do, you know, you like know, dudes they, like like Nick Grant, right? One of the one of the dope lyricists of our of, of of this era, and he's he doesn't get nowhere near the shine 
that these others do these other dudes get I, I think it's it's a it's a beat heavy a beat driven era I just think that's what it is it's not even about content it's just about um which is not a bad thing to get the party started you know what I'm saying to make you move it's not, that's not that's not bad but I just think that's what this era is and I, I really wonder I really wonder what's the next wave what's the next wave of music because right now this has been ongoing for what let's say the last I said I, I would say soon as Hot Boys came out once Hot Boys came out with the Bling Bling era it, it just morphed into what we're looking at now and it, and it hasn't changed since then but I want to wonder what's going to be the next wave of popularity you know there's always going to be the sub the sub genres and the sub you know the 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 true MCs but they don't get as much shine as, as the the what's hot now type of music I don't know man I, I don't I don't know if I would agree and say that it more from the bling bling I would say what we're currently in more from the T-Pain era you know what I mean? Because even though, you know, he was singing auto-tune, like, people just, that's like the era now. Like, people sing, and then Lil Wayne took it a little, he did it too, a little bit, but now they, like, it's like when they rap, they all, like, doped up, and they just rapping from I, a doped-up stage. I can't stand auto-tune, man. I, I can't. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, with, like, Travis Scott, his music is so, so auto-tune heavy that it took away from me from actually listening to it because it's a sound that like it was cool when it was a hit and miss type song you know hit and miss use but when you're when that's just your mainstay and that's just part of who you are it, it just it just it gets old for me i've yeah. been I've been critical of Travis Scott on my podcast. I think he overproduces his music. It's too many bells and whistles on it. It's too many noises and all kind of nonsense. <laughs> but he come out of, you know, like Sean is in the north side of Houston. I'm south side of Houston. And and it, correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm always, I'm like you, Sean. I'm, I'm always, you know, into the streets of, of Houston and trying to find that dope Houston MC. But he just came out of nowhere. Like, I like, who Travis Scott and I didn't realize who he was until he was you know messing around with Rihanna and I was like man who is this dude he's from Missouri <laughs> City really I didn't know that yeah. you know he just because I don't even know how his but I don't know how he even broke into the game you know what I'm saying it's like for most artists it's it's a it's a hustle in Houston to actually get broke but it's just like he just come out of nowhere really he didn't pop off in Houston he really moved out the state and right. then then he got big, really. Okay, so, so I never knew how he broke, and I, like like you, you just put me on to how he broke, you know. So I, it's for him breaking outside this, outside of Houston that makes sense because they usually use Houston as a test dummy. Music come here, artists come here, and, and um, test their music out, and then they're on their way. But just for local artists, it's like it just it just doesn't seem like it actually propels them into success because we have some some great artists that were here. Now, not you know, Scarface is the mainstay, but you think for me, you know, people like uh, Fat Pat, um, Lil Kiki, um, Big Pokey, those type of artists that they just they they were lyrical, they had content, but it just didn't break. The North Side broke. Uh, more nationally than the South Side actually broke nationally. It was a uh, flip, little flip on the North Side. 
Flip was Southside. Flip was Southside. Southside. But that, I think that was, and we we got into that. Um, I don't think we ever talked about that. The rise and fall of of of, <laughs> of Lil Flip. <laughs> I don't think we talked about that. It was a hard fall too. Yeah, <laughs> real hard. I mean, you know, when you when you when you play with the word king of, you know, people take offense to that. You know, so I mean, you. I, I don't have a problem with sharing the. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm the king of the podcast. You know, but it's like. You want to give you want to you want to give kudos to where kudos are due. You know you can't be to the point where he was hot. Don't get me wrong, he was hot. He was buzzing. Um, he had the national stage. He was on his way to, you know, capturing the national stage. But um, when it came down to head to head battle, it was it was he took an L on that one. Definitely took an L. Yeah. The problem with Lil Flip is a lot of people from Houston were jealous of Lil Flip as well. You think so? A lot of rappers didn't like him. Hmm. He actually got shot too. Let's see, I didn't follow him that that I far. I didn't that. even know that even I didn't know he got shot. <laughs> yeah, it was it got it was getting ugly for him for a little minute. Yeah. I remember the beef w- between him and TI, but I didn't know he got shot. Yeah, that was the fall of T. I mean, that was the fall of uh Lil Flip when he when he got involved with TI. And uh you know, he he had the the lucky leprechaun and 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 that kind of like you know that's just like with Dre with the uh, world class wrecking crew you know that was just a phase he went through a phase you know the, yeah <laughs> until you know went from that to being a thug like how you go from that to being a thug but you know artists yeah. being an artist you know they're just gonna find their way find their niche find their audience I mean but that's just like even with that with speaking on that it's like when we listen to Outkast for example Outcast was, you know, the most thuggish thing that you ever wanted to hear, but that's not who they really were. I mean, that's not who Andre was. Andre was just doing it to actually get on to where he could get to his get out his own bag and really and really be who he was, you know. And I, with like people like Kendrick Lamar, I feel he the same way. When he put out Mad City, that was that would always be a classic, but that was a hood type of album. And then now he's just on in a whole nother space with his music, you know. So that's kind of like the podcast. Like for instance, my podcast, like you say, I'm straight to the point, and I'm kind of blunt with my truths or my opinions, and that makes it hard for people to promote my podcast because you know they don't want their parents hearing it, they don't want their family members hearing what I'm saying, they don't want to hear me cussing and stuff on the podcast. So sometimes. You like you kind of shooting yourself in the foot by being so called too real or whatever the case may be. Right, right, right. And I mean, there's a there's a time. I mean, there's a place for. It. I mean, you're just being genuinely to who you are, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it would be it would it would now one thing that I can say is that if when I listen to your pod and I listen to pod to a fault, it's like how much I listen to it is crazy, but. Um, if it was true ignorance, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not true ignorance. It's, yeah, you know, you, you, you give, you just speak in your mind, but you actually have something knowledgeable to say. You have uh, something that has to be spoken. You know what I mean? You think about it, many, you know, rappers out here rapping, they just cussing and making a, making a bunch of noise, but there's nothing behind it. There's no message behind it. But they can, you can see that you're an intelligent dude. You get what I'm saying? It's not like you just you just Thank being you. you just being a uh, 
rambling on because there's a lot of just rambling on. But you're taking, you know, like your thoughts about Bird Box and, and uh, how you feel about the Marvel comics, those type of things. You had you had an opinion behind it. You had something to say behind it. And it's a big difference between me cussing and saying, damn, or fuck, whatever the case may be. And it, yeah. it's, it's just mindless banter, you know, and it wasn't mindless mm-hmm. banter. So that's what kind of, man, I want to meet this dude. I want to introduce myself to this dude and, and really have a conversation with this dude because he had something to say, you know. I can and look again, past the curse words to say that. Because, you know, I have a deep love for the black community. I love my people to the death. So, you know, I always try to uplift the people, and, you know, speak speak certain opinions and truths about the black community as a whole and, you know, how we came up in our history and everything. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what we're all about. I mean, we're yep. we're all about being positive, man. If you ever listen to, you listen to all our shows, we never giving off a negative vibe because there's enough of that. There's enough of that energy out here, you know. So we're we're trying to always promote and always look at the positive side because there's a lot of positives to us. There's a lot of layers to uh, to we, who we are as a community and our culture. And, and I've listened to a bunch of pods where they're 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 debate on tell me what the culture is and the culture is is a melting pot of a lot of things. It's not just you know it's not just rap. It's not just R&B. It's not just fashion. It's not just, you know, graffiti or dance. It's it's a melting pot of a lot of things that that makes what makes the culture what it is, you know, and that comes from it really is what who's like Eminem identifies with the culture. So he gives something to the culture. Right. Um, Post Malone is not. Oh, I even hate to say that, but he's giving something to the <laughs> culture, but he's not. He's not of African descent. You get what I'm saying? So it's not nothing that you can. Can we really pigeonhole what the culture is? Can we really define it? Like, give a, a top ten things because that my top ten would be subjective to your top ten. I yeah. definitely feel you on that. Mm. I don't like I don't like Post Malone though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't either. But I'm just giving an yeah. example. I don't really care for it, <laughs> but because he he said some disparaging things about you know the community and. Yeah. Somewhat black people, and I don't forget that. <laughs> well, nah, not go ahead, man. <laughs> no, nah, I was just gonna uh, go back real fast just to say to Sean about you know about your show. Like uh, sometimes, man, what what I what I found out is people. A lot of people don't like blunt bluntness or reality. You know what I mean? Because it hurts. Because they're hearing yeah. the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you if you got on there and just went with the masses, the norm, and agree with everything they said, then you, yeah, you probably be blowing up. You know what I'm saying? But people don't want to hear that, and that's like with our show. Like we're trying to show the positive, but everybody always asks us, "Are y'all ever gonna throw any ratchetness in there?" And like, no, <laughs> that's not what we're trying to do. You can turn on TV and see all that. We're trying Absolutely. to show you the good side of the uh, black community and what they're doing. The side that's never. Uh, advertised to you. We're trying to show you that. So I, I understand what you what you go through. See, see now that see, and we was getting ready to come to the end. But see now you didn't <laughs> he just started something smack. <laughs> so we're gonna continue on for a little bit longer. <laughs> so why do you think people are so attracted or so drawn to ratchetness? Why 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 is that? I think it makes them feel better about their life. If they see somebody lower level than them, they feel like they don't have to, they don't have to upgrade their life. They can stay where they are. Complacency. 
<laughs> so they're basically saying, well, my life ain't bad, as bad as theirs. So I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> That's how I see it. Yeah, I'm always I'm always looking to get better. I'm always looking to learn. I'm always looking to upgrade things around me, and you know, stay up to date and stay stay getting better. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's how I am, man. I like to surround my people that around surround myself with people who are doing good because they're gonna uplift you to do good as well. It just just because you're with them, just the same effect as if I was hanging with people that were like out here committing crimes, eventually I'm going to commit a crime or be part of one, you know, unwillingly, and then I'll be in jail. So I, I think people just like the ratchetness, man. It's like the, so, to so me, why, it's like the crab why in the you like it so much, man? Because you're an avid ratchet watcher. You're an avid, so you're an avid. <laughs> the only, <laughs> the you know? only thing I watch ratchet is the, um, is like the uh, love and hip hop. And I like that just because it just, it just shows you man like if people are really looking these people at some point in time in their career or life they were successful but you got to see now you get to see all the nonsense and the mess that was going on <laughs> behind it you know what i mean like if especially for those aspiring people you know what i mean like so i, I don't i'm not a real like i'll watch it but i'm not like a real ratchet go get it like you saying man like i'm Man, like, you listen, know, in the back, behind the scenes, that's I'm reading lies. Sean, don't let him lie to you, Sean. That's <laughs> lies and garbage. Look, man, I could be like, smash, X, Y, Z, we're going to do this today. No, 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 bro. This is Ratchet Monday. Nothing, everything must stop on Ratchet Monday. He yeah, is. that's what I'm saying. Like, me and, me and the wife watch <laughs> yeah, Love & Hip Hop. It's that's a family affair right there. sit down and watch Love <laughs> Hip Hop. But other than that, man, I'm I'm reading books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. out here doing that. But that's the only thing I like, ratchetness now. Don't don't get it twisted like I'm out there uh, Roscoe and uh, something like that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so Like you, me. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Like me, I don't really watch TV all that much, but you know, I listen to people like Future and stuff like that. People would probably say that's ratchet, or you know. Uh, we, I think we watch, we watch too much TV. I believe we watch too many movies, and um, but it's always, um, I don't know. For me, I'm more of a a comedy dude and action type dude you know so that if if it's if, if that's what it is then i'm all in for it but i just can't get into it my wife is all into the reality tv the ratchetness stuff but um she get a kick out of it but that's not that's totally that's totally she's on the other end of that you know what i'm saying so i don't understand what's the appeal of it is it like because because it's so much drama in it is that's what makes it so appealing I think it's the train wreck aspect. It's hard to look away. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and like, like um, you know, Charlemagne the God says, you know, people like lies. Be um, they don't want to hear the truth because lies are more entertaining. So, like, when you can go out there and see all these people acting a fool, and Sean said it the best, man. Like, it makes them feel better about themselves. It's kind of, I'm not gonna go deep into it, but I'll just, you know cover it a little bit but they um it's kind of like we still have the jim crow laws burned into our head man like we don't want to see somebody else do good if we're not doing good i don't want to you know what i'm saying i don't want to see you in the in the house when i'm out here in the field the crab in the barrel effect huh yeah want to pull you down and have you do bad misery loves company i guess yep <laughs> there it is <laughs> that's what's up so we're coming to the end of the show man smash any closing words for you my brother Nah, just uh, 
thanks Sean for coming on the show man I, I love your uh, positivity and the way you bigging up the uh, black community so keep up with that man appreciate you coming on and once again I appreciate y'all for looking into me and having me on the show and I appreciate y'all being patient with me to get on the show it was a little struggle but you know that's everyday struggle for us, bro. We always trying to <laughs> figure out a time to get to get on and get get this thing done. But what can the people find you, Sean? When we feel like a podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. That's what's up. That's what's up. So everybody, we still got that initiative going, man. Get into the group. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, send us us emails to um, info at talkingbrothers.com and let us hear what you got to say. Um, we want to know what you feel. Like I said, this is a group effort. This is not just me and Smash. Um, not Sean's included into the into the shenanigans. But <laughs> reach out and again, each one teach one, man. That's our 2019 model. Let's try to stay positive. It's easy to be negative, but it's hard to be positive. So with that being said, much love and we out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year group. Well, all right. You hear the noise? Ain't nobody but me and the boy. Get down. Hit it, fellas.